Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Raise the Jolly Roger. David Bednar, the renegade, earns the save. That's number 17 on the year. And the Pirates end the first half before the break with a big W in Phoenix. So the Pirates won 4-2 against the Diamondbacks, avoided getting swept. So that's great to go into the All-Star break with a win. That's true. Greg Brown said it. But also, this happened yesterday. With the first pick of the 2023 MLB draft, the Pittsburgh Pirates pick Paul Skeens, right-handed pitcher from LSU. The world is right. The Pirates drafted Paul Skeens yesterday with the first overall selection in the MLB draft, and we all in Pittsburgh can exhale. Because they didn't draft a high schooler, and Paul Skeens has the ability to be developed quickly. We'll get into all of that coming up here. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. Give me a call and tell me what you think. 412 412- 928-9370. We can have a conversation. You can also tweet at me at Callus underscore three three on Twitter. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore three three on Twitter. Uh, if you want to make some comments about skeins, the Pirates win, the Pirates season. You can talk about it all here on the show today. Uh, I'm not gonna dive into this personally too much, but Bob Huggins did a thing. I'm sure Crowley will go over that later. He's apparently um, claiming that he didn't resign, so he should be reinstated as the basketball coach. Apparently, his wife was the one that sent in the resignation after the incident happened, and uh, Bob Huggins is trying to use that as a technicality now to get his job back. So, ugh. yeah, I don't want to dive into that too much because that one's a pretty open and shut case, I think. I mean, he did get uh, he did get a DUI. Uh, that was documented. And... Um, if he doesn't technically resign, even if he wins this lawsuit, if WVU doesn't fire him, 
for doing that, especially on top of what he did on that Cincinnati radio station using those homophobic slurs. Um, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be reinstated. That's the bottom line. He's gonna get fired one way or the other. I think that's what. Um, I think that's what's happening here. So whatever he's doing, trying to to create a lawsuit against WVU, that's all I'm really gonna say about it. If you want to call in and comment on him, you're welcome to do that. But um, I figured I'd give my opinion because that was a hot story from over the weekend. Um, and I just I don't think I think it's too it's too straightforward to really provide any analysis for. Uh, you know, if Crowley wants to go into that later, I know he. WVU alum. So, you know, if he wants to go into it, good for him. He could talk about it later, but that's uh, that's my opinion. Open and shut. I don't think there's really anything else to discuss about Bob Huggins. On to the Pirates. Drafting Paul Skeens. Good idea. For sure. I've said that I made it public. I really thought. I trust Jason Mackey so much with, you know, his, his insight, his intel into the Pirates. And, you know, the fact that the Pirates were uh, creating this, it might have been an illusion. Maybe Ben Charrington was being genuine. I really don't think that, you know, going into draft night that he, you know, he didn't know for sure at least like the top two or three finalists that he wanted to consider taking. I really don't think that. I think that he knew pretty well by that time, although I do appreciate the thoroughness and I appreciate, you know, the diligence from a general manager. I don't know how much I, I, I buy it, though. But the fact that he created that perception, that's fine. And I really thought, you know, with Jason Mackey reporting that the Pirates are talking about him, um, that that made me kind of trust. Like, okay, yeah, you know, they might. And you saw me on One Hot Minute last week talking with Crowley. You see it on socials. Uh, Twitter uh, specifically is where I retweeted it from. But the One Hot Minute, I, I really said I, th- I thought that they were going to draft Max Clark. But I made it a point that I said they should draft Paul Skeens. So, you know, I, the fact that they did kind of surprised me a little bit. The fact that they ended up going with Skeens surprised me a little bit because, again, I trust the insight of the people that um, that we have on here that are close to the team. And that made me think, too. It's just, were they trying to – were they trying so much to, to create this perception – that they were going to draft Max Clark like to throw off other teams? Less likely. Um, my theory now is, in hindsight, and hindsight is twenty twenty, but in hindsight, I think that the Pirates wanted to create this illusion that they were going to draft a high schooler to make Paul Skeens actually seem more of a desirable and attractive pick. Because Dylan Cruz was Pittsburgh's man at first, if you remember. Dylan Cruz was the next Bryce Harper, great hitting outfielder, great defensive outfielder. He's just an all-around great player, and he'd be a great bat in the lineup. And everybody kind of bought into that right away. They bought into the idea that Dylan Cruz was the savior of the franchise there at first, the way he was playing for LSU um, through the college playoffs and into the College World Series. And... I think that that perception might have made Ben Charrington try to to put on some fan service there for for a little bit um, to serve the fans and saying, okay, well, let me show you something less desirable, and in exchange, Paul Skeens will seem more attractive. That's 
one of the only explanations I could think of because you're not trying to screen other teams and try to mislead other teams when you're picking first overall. It had to have been for the fans to to appreciate Paul Skeens more than they had. Got a caller at 412-928-9370. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, this is Ted, my Washington. Ted, what's hey, on your mind? Real quick, it wasn't even close. The Pirates are going to take Skeens all the way. I got thrown <laughs> off, Ted. I got to admit it. I did. There, there, there's no way. A guy that throws like 102 miles an hour, are you kidding me? You know what? I think yeah. you said that last week, didn't you, on this show? Oh, you called me and said that again. You were certain. Look, if you want to fill up that stadium, and you talk about a generation talent, there's no way you're going to pass that up. What they were doing was BS. <laughs> and anybody went for that, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what to say. Why do you think you know, they it, tried to BS, Ted? What's your perception? Do you, do you have a reason why? It's the art of it. <laughs> Any general manager is always going to try to create controversy just to throw people off. But once you've seen the game for a long time, you understand what BS is. <laughs> That's fair, Ted, and I'm still young. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I've never looked so in-depth to the front office than when I started this job because, you know, being the flagship home of the Pirates, you know, just by nature, you're hearing things from so many people, so many trusted sources, you know, and you're and you're trying to, to paint a picture and so this is kind of my first experience really with um, scrutinizing what general managers are saying, what uh, the head coaches and managers are saying. So, I mean, I got thrown off hearing Jason Mackey talk about Max Clark. I did because I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any reason not to trust Jason Mackey, but um, whether it was, you know, and Mackey didn't, Mackey didn't say that Max Clark was going to get drafted either. I want to make that clear. Uh, Mackey said that um, – Mackey said that they were talking about him. They were they were heavily considering him. It seemed that his name was getting thrown out there a lot. So um, that's where – so, yeah, I don't want to misquote Jason Mackey. Um, but when he said that, that's what kind of threw me off because, um, you know, hearing Jason say that, I was just like, no, nah, maybe – you know, there's – why would they be saying that if this wasn't the case? But then now looking at hindsight, again – Hindsight's right, so it's twenty twenty. As I look back at it, I'm just like, oh, they they had they had to have been trying to make Paul Skeens look more attractive for the fans dead set on Dylan Cruz. That's the only explanation I have, because again, you're not gonna you're not gonna try to BS your way into you know, to mislead teams because you're drafting first overall. For the rest of the teams, like it doesn't matter, you know what they do until you pick. So yeah, the first overall pick, you, there, you, especially in baseball when you're not trading picks, there's no reason. Like there was no reason to mislead teams. So looking at it now through you know again the after the fact lens that I have now, it, it's really. It really was, I think, because of the fans. I really think it was because Dylan Cruz was a touted number one prospect going into the draft. And, you know, I think the Pirates might have had the idea that, well, if we don't draft who's perceived as the number one prospect going in, it's going to make us look worse when in reality, maybe a pitcher who's destined for the fast track 
into the majors is better for us as an organization. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe, you know, picking that guy is going to be better for our organization, but we might get some feedback, some negative feedback from fans if we don't draft the number one prospect. I, I think that's what it had to be. Uh, but then you throw out Max Clark a little bit, and then it's like, wait a minute, we we want to draft a high schooler now. We're looking this close. The season seems so exciting. There's very many cornerstones, very many prospects that are that are coming up, and this team feels close, losing close games, staying in it, still kind of in it in the division, right? All that stuff. And you draft a high schooler, and that high schooler is going to take longer to develop, you'd assume because that's just how young talent works. So, you know, if that happens, of course the Pirates are going to be, or Pirates fans, Pirates Nation is going to be frustrated. So let's throw him out there. Let's throw Max Clark out there. And then Paul Skeen's going to look better. Paul Skeen's going to look more attractive. That had to have been it. So that's that's my theory on that. Now, regardless, we can all celebrate, though, because I had Paul Skeen's all the way. I think it was documented. Somebody on Twitter was asking all of us who we wanted to get picked, and I believe I, uh, I believe I, I responded and I said pencil being for Skeens. I was always on the Skeens train, um, and just thinking about where the team is right now, a a a strong pitcher with high stamina and the ability to throw into the triple digits for velocity. Just seems like he'd be a good fit when he comes up, which he could sometime next season, or to start 2025 at the absolute latest. Got another caller at 412-928-9370. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Dave from Delmont. Hi, Dave. What do you want to talk about? I just wanted to say that if I have two really good players uh coming out of college, I'd take the guy that plays every day. Um, that schemes, he has a better chance of throwing his arm out than Dylan Cruz has of getting hurt. But uh, I wanted to ask you, how uh, long is uh, Keller signed for, for the Pirates? How many more years? Do you have uh, any idea? I don't. I think it's the next – I want to say, wait, he came up in, what, 2019? No, 2020. So he's got about two or three years left. Yeah, because there's no way if he – if he uh, throws as good as he's been throwing, they're never going to re-sign him. I so, wouldn't say that. That's what they said about Brian Reynolds, right? They'll never sign yeah, him, but, and then they did. <laughs> Much different contract. Brian Reynolds. Uh, well, how much you know. think? How much you think Keller's going to get? If he pitches the way he's pitching, uh, for two or three years like this, probably at least thirty million a year. Thirty million a year. Okay. So you're telling me that Mitch Keller is going to make $30 million a year with how good he's doing, and yet you don't value Paul Skeens over Dylan Cruz because Skeens isn't going to play every day, neither is Mitch Keller? Right, because I just take those those guys that throw hard like that, a lot of them throw their arms out. I'd, I'd take the guy to play that plays every day. I just think he's going to be a really good ball player. My- All right, Dave, thanks for the call. Sorry I cut you off there. Um yeah, I thought that was the end. But anyway, uh, I don't, I don't love. I mean, I don't love living in fears. It's like when we were fearing Scott Boris was gonna, you know, prevent Dylan Cruz from signing with the Pirates. 
Um, same thing that like, you know, Paul Skeen's going to throw his arm out. Like, I think thinking in these negatives, and if you've been a Pirate fan for a long time, I understand the pessimism. Again, I am young and I am fresh and I am optimistic and I'm not always seeing through the lens of what Pirates history has been. And I can understand many of you who might be um, pessimistic about that because you're thinking like, oh, you know, this is this is our luck. We we get the guy who's touted as the next Steven Strasburg. And, of course, he gets hurt like right away. And he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery, and he's going to, you know, struggle through that. And, you know, for a number one overall pick, we might get one or two good years out of him before he signs with another team or his career ends with injury. I get it. I get why you might think that way. I don't love thinking that way, though, because, like, you know, how does that help us as fans? Because what if the what if the absolute best happens? What if he's fine through the first? Four years of his career. He's producing the way he has in college. He's he's giving you the innings. He's throwing with the high velocity. He's being a consistent winning pitcher. And and then what? And then every time he goes on the mound, like let's say he's like a 20, 20 to 25 game winner for, for four seasons or close to it, somewhere between 15 and 25, I'll say. You get quality starts out of him every fifth day. And then what? Yeah, then then surrounding Paul Skeens with Mitch Keller, perhaps a redefined Rowanzi Contreras, a Johan Oviedo, who I think still is heading toward his peak. I mean, think about that. Then all of a sudden, you've got three to four quality starters that can go out there and you can trust could get you a win, could pitch you into a win. I mean, the Pirates have struggled with pitching so much this year that, like, they've been scoring recently. Their bats came alive, and they've been scoring between three and six runs a game, but they've still gone on a losing stretch because the pitching has blown it over the uh, over the length of a game. I mean, pitching cannot be overstated, I think, at any point in time because if the offense – if the opponent's offense can't score runs, they can't win. So all you need is a run or two. It's like with the Mets and Jacob DeGrom, when the Mets had Jacob DeGrom, and like if the Mets would have scored like one run in games, they would have won more uh, in DeGrom's starts, or if they would have scored two more. I mean, there's a crazy stat from, I think, 2019 where the Mets were just so poor offensively that you know Jacob DeGrom's starts were rendered useless because he was giving up just – one or two runs a game. His ERA was like one and a half, somewhere close to that. And the the Mets still couldn't win games when he was on the mound because they were getting shut out. That's how important starting pitching is, though, that if you have a decent offense that scores one or two runs consistently, you're going to win most of the games when you have a consistent starting rotation and a solid back end of the bullpen. So I don't think pitching can ever be overstated. I think that getting Paul Skeens in this situation, you, you, I, I get the, I do, I still, I understand the pessimistic pirate fans. I did not live through some of the heartbreak that you guys did. I was not alive when Sid Bream beat the throw from Barry Bonds in 1992. I get it. Like I don't always know, but what I can tell you, just from maybe a hope standpoint, is that you know we can hope that this dude 
is 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 strong enough and has the ability and has the stamina to withstand injury in the immediate future. That's that's all. I don't think there's a huge reason to be pessimistic here, and I do think overall a starting pitcher is more valuable than uh, a position player if you get the right guy. Paul Skeens, I think, is the right guy. And a hitter can do a hitter can do well, and a hitter can be classified as a good hitter batting 300, 350. But there's also the, the case to be made, too, that uh, hitters in baseball still fail. The best of them still fail about seven times out of every 10 at-bats. Dylan Cruz might be considered the next Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper's had his ups and downs, and hitters still fail the majority of the time. Get me a guy on the other side that leads the defense and prevents the other team from scoring runs, especially with the way Paul Skeens throws. It's just too valuable to, to, to pass up, and at any rate, have a little bit of optimism. I implore you. To have a little bit of optimism as it comes to Paul Skeens and his development and his career, because you know, there's no pessimism doesn't do you any good here. If you want to be hopeful for the Pirates and you want to be happy, you know, be happy with this pick. It was the right decision. It's the fan early morning show. My name's Nicholas Harry Callis. I'll play some audio from Paul Skeens. He talked yesterday um for about 20 minutes with the press. Ben Charrington spoke as well. I don't have his comments cut to anything specific yet uh he was asked though the very first question he was asked was why paul Skeens. so i'll let you hear that and then uh, if we have time i'll let you hear some of paul Skeens comments as well if you're getting drafted first overall uh in the 2023 mlb draft we'll get to that next again my name is nicholas Ari gallus and you're listening to the fan early morning show on sports radio 93.7 the fan Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer Equinox and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. You can also check them out online at sunchevy.com. Today, high of 83, low of 62, mostly clear. Same thing tomorrow. Clear skies expected. High of 87, low of 62. That's fan weather, and it's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Got a tweet from Ross. That says, great job by the Pirates with their number one pick. Hopefully he'll be around with your organization for a while. Just looking forward to a day that the ownership takes the Pirates seriously. Yeah, well, my response to Ross with being taken seriously, I think the Pirates are doing a fine job developing this team right now, especially after the draft yesterday. Um, but, of course, winning cures all, and until the Pirates win, I don't know that the majority of fans – uh, we'll take the team seriously. So that's just the reality of sports. If you're not winning, uh, it's hard to justify what you're doing. But hopefully we're seeing the end of that because um, cause they seem to be on a good trajectory. And, you know, this draft of uh, drafting Paul Skeens, good decision. 
uh, in the whole development, and there's a lot of exciting prospects to look forward to as the Pirates continue to go through these seasons, and uh, next year is certainly looking bright. So that's my response to Ross on Twitter. You can tweet me on Twitter as well, at Callas underscore 33 is my handle. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. All right, Ben Charrington was asked, why Paul Skeens? And here was his answer. Ben, why was Paul Skeens the guy? Um, well, a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, everyone can see what he did on the field. Yeah, he, he had an incredibly special season this year at LSU. We, we've known Paul since high school, been following him, but he, he obviously took another step forward um, this spring. It's a, it's, a, it's a really special combination of pitches and um, just as much about the mix and command as it is, you know, any one pitch. Uh, on top of that, obviously, you know, super physical, delivery, uh, competitive, and then getting to know Paul. Um, what you understand is that, you know, from his background, you would anticipate, um, you know, discipline and work ethic and uh, service-oriented teammate, you know, all those things you sort of anticipate. Um, what we also learn about Paul as you get to know him is that he's just got this thirst for getting better. He's, you know, not only willing but wants to take on a challenge. So whether that was going to Air Force Academy out of high school or transferring to the SEC for his draft year um, and whatever's next, he's going to want it. So um, combination of the of the pitcher on the field, the person off the field as we got to know him, um, just felt like the right match at the right time for the Pirates. All right, uh, you know, pretty uh, not a an outstanding answer. You know, it's pretty straightforward, but it is good to hear. He's got a good pitch combination. Um, he's a competitor, and he has the drive to go out and achieve what he wants. And that's those are all qualities that you want. So to to see what he did at LSU, and then to know that uh, you know Charrington and the Pirates, or Charrington at the least in this regime has. Been looking at schemes enough to know, hey, you know what, this dude's legit, this dude's a competitor, this dude has the command that we want, and you know, we're excited to have him. So I like that. Uh also Paul Skeens was asked personally, are you close to being MLB ready? And here was Skeens' response to that question. To be honest, um I've gotten asked that a couple times over the past few weeks, and I I, I don't know. Um, I know stuff wise, you know, I, I can look at models and I can look at other people's stuff and in, in, in a vacuum, my stuff, you know, people are telling me that it, it plays in the big leagues, but I also know that, um, I mean, I've watched this game for so long and, it, and it's always felt so distant, uh, in a sense, just because, you know, I've been a fan and, and sitting in the stands watching all those guys compete. And now I don't know exactly what to expect because it, it's so close, um, and I, I don't know exactly what to expect. I think, you know, to an extent, it's my decision on when I get to the big leagues and, um, you know, based on how I do and, and, you know, how I work and all that. And it's also someone else's decision to pull me up. But um, I think I'm close. Um, I don't know exactly how close, but I'm going to do everything in my power to get, get there as soon as possible. Love to hear that. He doesn't know, but he's going to work to get there as soon as possible. Totally fine with that. And uh, he's an exciting player that um, we can look forward to seeing maybe in the next year. Within the next two, I would estimate at the least based on what I know and what I'm hearing and, you know, what we've been told or what we've speculated from the Pirates. So Paul Skeens is an exciting pick, and I'm happy about it. I hope you are too. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.